You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan, that's Charlotte Wilder. We're in Miami one more day. One more day. One more day. We have All-Star Returns are out. We're going to get to that in a little bit. We're also going to play Hype Me Up because, you know, for the weekend. It's a Friday. Yep. But first, I've got to lay out. We went to Heat Celtics last night. Charlotte confessed that even though she thinks that she's a, built up that thick shell where you go to games and you don't care of the outcome, you're just dead inside like I am. Mm-hmm. Every time the Celtics play, she gets a little bit of, a, of a, a charge. It's true. I'm sitting there and I'm like, ooh, ah. Yeah. Like the rea- and I feel it. I feel it viscerally, and you know what? It feels great. It makes me feel alive. Sometimes I doubt whether I still have that when it comes to sports, and then it's just... I love feeling dead inside. I love not caring one way or another what happens. You know, it's the best. And I love that that worked for both of us. Yeah, it did. Well, it worked tremendously for you as the oh Celtics shot 3 million percent from the field. Blea, at one point in the fourth quarter, they had missed six, six two-point field goals all night long. It's crazy. This is while shooting above 50% from three. Because there's nothing, like the Heat are not playing well recently, uh-huh. obviously. But also, there's not much you can do against that. Porzingis goes out, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, because he was playing great. He, he yep. felt like he made a big difference, and it's the kind of thing where when he's that much taller, you just sort of reach up and get the ball. This is my favorite part about the Heat last night. If I just read you their stat line, you'd be like, Great night. Yeah. 110 points scored. They hit 16 threes. They only turned it over four times. Really? Yeah. Those were the stats? Yeah. Because watching that against the Celtics, you're like, and it's really just that the Celtics are that good. Like they are. The Celtics made every shot. Firepower. Like it doesn't matter how good you are offensively if the other team is making every shot. Right. And there's always a feeling in NBA games. That like it's a uh, you know peaks and valleys. Okay, they're hot now, but they'll come back down to earth. They never came back down to earth ever. Right, and it wasn't even like hitting circus shots. Oh. He's a good wide open shot. Luke Cornett four for four from the field because he just kept slipping and finding the seams and making himself available right at the rim, catch and dunk, catch and dunk, catch and dunk. So, I mean, I don't know if you can play a game offensively better than what the Celtics did. We were sitting there, and I was like, man, I want to see. Celtics Pacers in the playoffs so badly. I think it's going to happen in the second round. Ooh. I got a second round matchup between those two. Okay. But this, last night was a night of embarrassments for three championship winning coaches. 
Eric Spolstra, blown out by a million. Mike Malone, blown out by a million as well against at Madison Square Garden. Knicks. Against the Knicks. A game that gave us Tom Thibodeau smiling. Not only smiling, laughing. Yeah. I like, don't know that I've ever Georgia. seen him in the last 10 years smile and laugh this much. I have. He wasn't coaching at the time. That's when I worked with him at ESPN. Like he was, he was. He's a, he's a, is he a jolly guy? He's a jolly guy. He's a, all of these guys are like. That's what I try to tell people. Like Stan Van Gundy, yeah. jolly guy. Uh, PJ Carlissimo, one of the jolliest of guys. Great people, great human beings. Give them a clipboard and a basketball. They go. They turn insane. It's, a, they, it's like uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister yep, Hyde. Yep. So uh, those two guys, and you know, Spo, Coach Malone, mm-hmm. and also. Coach Kerr out in Golden State where they didn't get blown out, but they kind of coughed it up at the end with this last second play that there was no timeout called and they kind of just dittered themselves around all over the court. Yeah, just like going on a little walk at the end of the game. Charlotte, yes. which one of these guys should be most concerned about what's happening, about th- that loss? I would say Steve Kerr. Hmm. Because I think Eric Spolstra, I'm not going to doubt I've seen, we've seen enough of the Heat pull it together. Right. We've seen enough. Of, as you said, they did not play badly last night. Mm-hmm. They've not been winning the past four games, mm-hmm. but that's okay because it's the Heat and it's January. And if Jimmy Butler decides to, you know, turn it up, yeah. okay, there's hope. Also, Jaime Hawkins is out. Yep. Love him. He's making a Kevin big difference. Love too. Kevin Love, too. Yeah, Kevin so, Love. I mean, they played small, right. is, like, right, is right, what right. I'm saying. Right. Um, and then the Nuggets are the Nuggets. Yeah. And I don't think that that loss is necessarily indicative. I, no one wants to say it. I'll say it. New York City got them. That's New York City got them. That's uh, like New York City prior to All-Star break. Guys are just kind of... <laughs> I, like, I know Nick fans are like, I mean, you said we don't meet, beat the good teams and now we beat a good team now you're making excuses. I'm not making excuses. You went out and you kicked their ass. That's what you're supposed to do. Kudos to the Knicks. Great job. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I've been very optimistic about where the Knicks are going since the OG Ananobi deal. But, like, we can also acknowledge New York City sometimes gets teams. And if you're especially a Western Conference team, you come once a year, guys are going to get it in, man. They don't yeah. care. They don't care if it was off a of back-to-back. They don't care. I'm reminded of uh, with Tabo Cephalosha got physically assaulted by right. a New York City police officer. Right, for absolutely no reason. Shout out NYPD for being assholes. Um, But, yeah, the point is, like, yeah, players go out. And if they hit a city where there is no last call, where it's just they're going to go out, they're going to push it to the limit. So Yeah, well, especially Denver, I feel like. They yeah, don't I'm, stay openly. I, yes, because Denver. Yes, I know that painfully well. Amin's told me that before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and so Steve Kerr, I, I think that this feels like, Another lost moment for the Warriors in a season of just bad moments yeah. and tough as a team, decision as a team is still reeling, of course, from the loss of uh, Coach Dayon. And even though last time I think it was their second game, I mean, like, it's still, that still it lingers. It awful. still lingers. But having said all that, they did play good enough to win the game. The Heat did not. He'd have lost four in a row now. And he, you're looking up in the Eastern Conference standings, if you're the Miami Heat, and you say, the Pacers got better. We know unequivocally they got better. And they had a big win last night. They beat the Sixers without Tyrese Halliburton. So that's big, right? We know the Knicks got better. We just talked about that, right? The Celtics have just shown you that they are better. And we have to assume 
at the very least, that the Bucks are going to be better with a coach that they're rallying behind. And yeah. Doc Rivers, who get to in a second. Whew. $40 million. <laughs> Boy, God bless you, Doc. Um, so if you're the Heat, there is a sense of, man, it's not really working right now. And everyone else ahead of us seems to have their stuff together, and we don't. So I think. Do you think Spo should be most worried? I think so. I think Golden State, in a weird way, I know they want it badly, but if it doesn't work out, there is a feeling of like, you know, you we guys went through coming. a lot. Yeah, I mean, you went through a lot this year. Yeah, and so you know, and there's there's an element of maybe this is the end of the road, right? Miami, you're like kind of yeah in the middle of it, in the in the thick of it. So to have it kind of snatched away, I think might be a little tough. Also, you just got Terry Rozier. Yeah, and that's not. Working no. yet? Listen, it gets so work. It's literally two games, a back to back. Like he's, he's, they're just all these things. He's literally like not even gone to a practice. Like they're just shoot arounds. Not even a shoot around yesterday. Just a breakfast meeting, probably. Sorry, Terry. I all right. I didn't mean it. See, she's coming around. I'm telling no, you. no, no. But I did. I did get a chance to uh, ask Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla a question. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're sitting there and. I was like, you know, I mean, if the Celtics win, because I'm not going to ask an obnoxious question if the team loses. Right. That's just rude. I was like, I think I'm going to ask Missoula, like, if, if he has a new movie this year. Nobody can stop talking about how he said he watched the town every yeah. night last year. And I was like, let's just see. And I was like, if they win, if they win, they're winning. Then they start just really blowing the heat out. Yep. And I mean, was like, well, now you got to do it. And so I'm sitting there for the last quarter of the game just nervous. Because if you're in one of those press conference rooms, it's very quiet. Mm -hmm. Everybody, And this is a story of my life as someone in sports. I come in and ask the question that makes other reporters go. Roll their eyes and kind of like, oh, we're trying to do work here. Yeah. We're playtime. Yeah. Also, guess, though. Guess what, reporters? Guess who gets some really good quotes. Sorry. Yeah. And guess who's, what show is benefiting from that? <laughs> this, this one. one. Last year, you said you were watching The Town. I wondered what movie is inspiring you this year. No. Uh, I mean, I, I watch a ton of movies. I watched The Bronx Tale the other night. It's a great movie. Have you seen that one? Which one? A Bronx Tale. No. Oh, it's a great movie. I'll watch it. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. No. Just one more movie. Yeah. I it's, it could not have ended any better. The idea that, like, he says, have you seen it? And Charlotte's like, No. Have you seen Oddball? I haven't seen any movie ever. I was I was prepared to be surprised if you had said yes. I wish I really wanted to, but I didn't want to lie. Oh man, if you had lied, that would be even funnier. Really? Yeah. I, I had I this moment. There was the devil and the angel on my shoulder. I, he I was like, see. "Have you seen it?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I could see you take that. That's a long pause. The damn moment of silence. So. And then yeah. I just smiled like an idiot and didn't get the quote. Because nobody cares is a quote from that movie, and I was like, nobody cares about the question, nobody cares what he's watching, yeah. and I mean, it was like, and I, I, I yelled out, Collegulo, like that's the name of the guy. Like, and I was like, what? I thought you said yeah. collection. No, yeah, no one, no one got what I said, but no one got what he said either. So, because I didn't, I didn't hear Jake King from the Athletic, uh, Gary Washburn, Boston Globe. I didn't hear any reaction from you guys. Didn't hear any reaction. I'm, yeah, I'm calling you out, naming you by name. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, 
You've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, I mean, we're finally here. The starters for All-Star are locked in. Mm-hmm. In the West, as captain, nobody's surprised for the 20th year. Yeah. LeBron like that, yeah. James. That's insane. Uh, but nothing surprises us anymore. Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant. Right. In the East, we've got Captain Giannis Antetokounmpo. We've got Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Tyrese Halliburton. What stands out to you most? Okay, so first of all, why do we have captains? We're not doing the pick thing anymore. So I don't get it's it. It's just lead vote getters. Get your stuff together, NBA. Second of all, only two unanimous players. And yeah, why is unanimous? Because the- remember, that's how all-star voting works. Yeah. 50% of it is just fan votes. 25%... The media votes, uh, the, I think there's 100 or so media voters that vote. And then 25% are the players. The mm-hmm. players each get a vote. So Giannis and Tyrese Halliburton were the only unanimous number one ranked player by all three. Giannis co- and Tyrese. Giannis and Tyrese wow. Halliburton. Not LeBron, wow. not Jokic, not, uh, not Luka Doncic, no, nobody. It's funny because Jokic... Number one from the players, number one from the media. The fans are like, mm, still like LeBron better. Really? LeBron was one and Jokic was two. <laughs> so there's that. Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. first time starter in an all-star game. He's been an all-star. It's his eighth selection. He's never started the all-star game before. And I heard that. I was like, that can't be right. Then I was like, you play with Steph Curry yeah. and, like, and Kobe Bryant. And like all these guys were in the league while in the Western Conference while he was there, it's like almost impossible to break through that. So it is kind he of surprising. He just needed to go east a little bit. Also, technically, Damian Lillard and Jalen Brunson tied in terms of the weighted score, right? So they, they do the math. They do the weighted score. They're tied. The tiebreaker went to Damian Lillard because of the fan vote. And this is where it gets interesting mm-hmm. because Jalen Brunson was second among the media vote. The media was like, this guy should be a starter. What was Dame? Dame was fifth. The players said Jalen Brunson, fringe starter. They had him third behind Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Halliburton. The, the players were giving some, some credit, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit less than Maxey, but it doesn't matter. And then for Lillard, he was fourth among the player rank. So he was behind Brunson there. He's behind Brunson in the media rank. But in the fan rank, he was third for the fans and fifth. For the, and Brunson was fifth for the fans. New York City, the place starved for a winner. The biggest market 
the team that you can go to any game in this league on the road and they will have a sizable contingent because their New York is everywhere. They couldn't muster up enough votes for Jalen Brunson? I don't understand quite how the fan voting works. I don't know who knows you can do it. I don't know who knows how you can do it because it seems like that's the, the crazy. Fan, this is what the fans chose. Number one was Tyrese Halliburton, as we said. Number two was Trey Young. Number three was Damian Lillard. Number four was Donovan Mitchell. And number five was Jalen Brunson. And so I was really, really puzzled by that. Do you think that it's more of a question of people who are fans of the players, no matter what team they're for? Sure, no, sure. Damian Lillard has a lot of fans regardless. It's not like people in Wisconsin voted for him. This guy is a massive star, right? Is it the Donovan Mitchell one that... I I just... Even Donovan Mitchell is a pretty big star. I just thought... Yeah. The Knicks fan base, now that they're good, and it's clearly because of this guy... They would be so galvanized to make yeah. sure you would think it would be. Remember, remember when Yao Ming? Yes. It's like he had 300 million people saying, oh, he's like, it doesn't matter what he's playing like. We finally got one of our guys. Yeah. Look, we're going to get him there. We want him there. We want him there, right? And so this is a great segue to, I go back to James Harden, mm-hmm. who finished sixth in voting, in fan voting, with less than a million votes. By the way, uh, in, he was sixth in fan voting, sixth in media voting, eighth in player rank. Players, I guess, not, not too happy. They're like, you, These are the players you've that, been, you made a lot of noise this offseason. So Shea, Shea was one among the guards. Uh-huh. Two, uh, this is with the player rank. Two was Luca. Three was Steph. Four was Anthony Edwards. I think that's all right. Devin Booker's five. And then you get to De'Aaron Fox, six. Kyrie Irving, seven. And then James Harden, eight. I would argue that James Harden is better than a couple of those guys, or has had a better season, I should say, than a couple of those guys. But it's the fan rank here that I'm puzzled by. I just don't believe that everyone in China woke up and said, you know what, never mind. Yeah. I'm off that James Harden stuff. Do you think they didn't promote the vote in they China? They never like, had to promote it. It just these, these are rabid fans. These are people who seek the NBA, consume it at an incredible level. Could you only vote through a VPN or something? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Like, I'm wondering if there, there was some sort of difficulty yeah. in the voting. I keep asking these questions. I never get answers, you know? Do you think the breakdown of fan vote, media vote, player vote is fair for sending people? Yes. You like, yes. The, you like that the fans have 50%? The reason why we have the system is because we came, like, a, like I want to say, like, 100,000, maybe 50,000 votes away from Zaza Pachulia being a starter in the <laughs> All-Star game. Dead serious. Like, he was... Like, in front court voting, he was fourth. And the league was like, all right, this has to stop. So they did this, and I think it's good yeah. that because it it's kind of like um, checks and balances, you know, like, like executive branch and legislative branch or whatever, like making sure that no one party is too strong and can yeah. just shoehorn someone in. Also, we get to expose people. Yeah. Because the fans are the fans. I can't tell you where the votes came from for the fans. The fans, the votes are everywhere. Although I'm sure the league knows what percentage of the votes came from what part of the country, what part of the world. Release the demographics. Release the, release the demographics. But Charlotte, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you about something that we do know. What do we know? That three players voted for Thanasis Antetokounmpo to be a starter. Wait, really? In the All-Star. Yes. <laughs> we don't. We'll, Giannis? Yep. Thanasis. Who do we think it was? Uh, Giannis, definitely. Yes, absolutely. For sure. I'm going to say Robin Lopez, because Robin looks like a instigator of such things. And then it has to be someone, 
Malik Beasley looks like someone who doesn't take things seriously. No, no offense, Malik, but like you look like the kind of guy like ah, this would be funny. Ah, the Nasus going there. Huh? So yeah, those are my three. Those are my three candidates. I can't argue maybe with it. Maybe what's the Nasus? Maybe I, maybe you can vote for yourself. I don't know. I really, I, I, I really feel like it was the Nasus, Giannis, and, then and Robin. I was going to say Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. It's always a Lopez. You brothers you. supporting brothers is all that is. Wouldn't you have voted for his brother then? No. Like, bro, no. no, that's true. Are you he kidding me? Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. He'd be like, he, I'm putting Thanasis before my own brother. Also, I think Robin and Brooke would like to preserve the ability to not be there for All-Star Weekend so they can go to Disney World or Shanghai Disney or something. They're going oh, to yeah. some Disney property. I know that. Absolutely. It's Friday. We're getting into the weekend. No one wants to go to the weekend down in no, the dumps. No, we want to go into the weekend happy and feeling good about ourselves. Happy and feeling good about ourselves. And so we have a segment called Hype Me Up where give them a little inspiration. Hype me up. All right. Charlotte, I'm yeah. going to start you off okay. with Adrian Griffin. <sighs> yeah. I mean, look, it's it's not a good week. No. Like, it's, it's one thing to lose your job. It's another thing to have every single person on TV and on radio and on podcasts explaining exactly why you lost your job. I know. You inept f**k. Like, that's, I- that's, <laughs> that's the vibe that everyone's giving. And I feel bad for I, him. I do, too. I want to say, okay, Adrian, look, there's not a ton of positive spin we can put on this right now. I'm going to be honest. But I want you to know, I have felt, um, I felt bad in how... We've been talking about you, not because I think what we're saying is wrong, but because it's easy to pile on at this point. You are a big storyline in the NBA right now at a time where, sure, there's a lot going on, but like you need an explosive story every once in a while. And you ended up getting caught up in that. All this to say you were an assistant coach for 16 years. Yeah. Like you're going to have another job. It might not be head coach. Of course. Yeah. And people have short memories. So give it two years, three years, try again. People people often, just the fact that you were a head coach and they're like, oh, he had a pretty good record, though, might be enough for them to be like, let's just get him in here. So all this is going to blow over. Someone else is going to do something that everybody's talking about. You're going to be able to fade away and it's all going to get better. And you are still being paid by the Milwaukee Bucks. For four years. Four years. All right, I mean. Yes. I would like you to make Kyle Lowry feel a bit better about himself. Okay, so Kyle, yes, you got traded from paradise. Living in Miami's fun. The weather's great, etc. You got sent to Charlotte, but the good news is you're not going to play for Charlotte. Even Charlotte understands you're not going to play for Charlotte. I get it. Yeah. So they're trying to trade you. Now, that may or may not happen. So... I'm going to deliver some bad news before I deliver the good news. The bad news is, if you don't get traded, you're going to get bought out. They're going to probably try and skimp you on your money. You're not going to get 100% of your money. The good news is, you don't have to be in Charlotte after that. Then you can go to a good team, and it may be a championship-winning team. Now, i got some bad news with that. (laughs) The bad news is, the following teams can't sign you. Phoenix, Milwaukee, Boston, the Clippers, Denver, and the Warriors. And the reason for that is they are above the first apron. So this is the new CBA now has a second apron where things get crazy up there. But if you pass the first apron, you're not allowed to get buyout candidates. So it's another kind of mechanism designed. For parity. Well, yeah, and to make you not just throw money and buy, unless you're really bought in on your team, you better, you better be wise with your decision making. 
So that's the bad news. Some of those are really good teams. Denver's a really good team. Clippers are a good team. Boston is a good team. Milwaukee, obviously, is a good team. Phoenix. These are all teams that, wow, they might try to win a championship. The good news is, you know who's not on that list? Two teams. Philadelphia, your hometown, where you grew up and you played for Villanova, you started for Villanova, and to return home and to play with a great player like Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris and the rest of those guys. So that would be a nice little homecoming. And, by the way, to play for Nick Nurse, your former head coach, yeah. uh, when you won a championship at Toronto. The other option is New York, where every other Villanova alum is. Here's the coolest thing about Villanova. All those guys are Villanova guys, but they're younger than him. And you know what happens when players all went to the same college and someone was really successful with that college? They treat him with crazy reverence. Oh, so yeah. you would go to New York, Kyle, and you would be the godfather. Like they would all come kiss the ring uh, to learn from the great Villanova Wildcat himself. So even though they won a national championship and you didn't, but they respect him immensely and so colleague either way you're going to get like a really warm homecoming even though it's not going to be warm outside i also like his fit on both of those i do too i think it could be great yep all right right. charlotte last one is for you it's ben simmons he's been out for nearly two and a half months but reports are that he could return to the lineup as soon as monday against the utah jazz ben simmons when i say this i don't mean this I, i i don't mean this as an insult which is that expectations... You dress like a genie. Expectations is that you are going to... Expectations aren't high, and I don't mean that because of your ability. I don't mean that because of what people know you can do. You were an all-star. You were an unbelievable player. You've, had, you've been hurt. Things haven't gone your way. You have a chance to come back and prove everybody wrong. There is nothing better than being in a position yeah. where you can show everyone, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, you doubted me for two and a half years? Watch this. You have the stage set for you. Nothing is better than expectations not being super high. You can just leap over them. Thing is, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But I still believe. Yeah. You're going to do it, Ben. Seriously. Along the way, you might have to grant someone three wishes and let them know that they'll never have a friend like you. When I would sneeze. I would say, bless you to myself. And then I would thank myself. I would go like, I, I'd sneeze, i shoot. And I'd say, bless you, Amin. Thank you. And then I'd say, you're cool. And I'd say, I know that. <laughs> I would go through that whole routine. I also used to, uh, me and my cousin, Proof, we came up with a system of we're never going to say please or thank you anymore. Why? Be- well, because like most of the time when you're requesting something and you're receiving something, you do do it with the feeling of Gratitude. Yeah. You're like you're, you're always saying, "Hey, please pass me some water." Yeah. Hey, it's Can always I have that water. It's like the number of times you actually mean to be disrespectful mm-hmm. and not say please or thank you is so small compared to the number of times <laughs> where you're like, "Yeah, of course it's respect here." So we shouldn't say please or thank you. We should save those extra words out of efficiency for the times when we don't mean please or thank. You. So it's like, give me that water, and I don't mean please. <laughs> That's when you should do it. <laughs> 